5AA Breakfast. David Penberthy and Will Goodings. Weekdays from 6 till 9 on Adelaide's 5AA. 22 minutes to 9, the Police Commissioner Grant Stevens in the 5AA Breakfast Studio with us. You can uh, watch along on the 5AA Facebook live stream, thanks to the Telstra Storm Mount Barker as well. Commissioner, good morning to you. Good morning, guys. We'll start with... um, some recent and rather disturbing news, certainly for the residents of Black Forest. Some 60 yeah. cars had their tyres slashed. Any more information about who might have been responsible? Oh, at this stage, we're still investigating. But, uh, yeah, I understand uh, just how frustrating this is for people to come out and find that, you know, their whole day has been thrown into turmoil from the very outset. Mm. But I'm really annoyed by the um, the complete waste of uh, energy that goes into an investigation like this. Like this is this is several police officers that are basically offline. You imagine 15 minutes at minimum per report for 60, 60 victims. Yeah, that's um, days worth of work, it, isn't it? These are there are plenty of other things we could be doing, but instead we have to put our fingerprint experts there. We've got forensic examinations. We're doing door knocks. So we're taking reports. We're investigating persons of interest. Um, you know. There are so many more things we could be doing that are much more productive because some idiot decides that this is something clever to do. Mm. Yeah, massive, massive waste of time. Mm. Hey, um, Commissioner, something that was announced a, a few days ago um, through the uh, through the Tizer, can you walk us through the changes to police cadet training? Because I reckon there'd be a lot of people listening who might have a a, a, a child or a grandchild yeah. who, who's interested in, in going into a career in, in law enforcement. What's the go there? Well, we uh, we always review how we do our training and uh, we have some fairly strict standards that we apply. But uh, as a result of the most recent review, uh, we've made the decision to reduce our in-academy training time from a year down to six months. Um, and we're pushing people out into fully supervised training roles as probationary constables rather than keeping them in the academy. And the, the main purpose for this is to actually expose them to um, real-life operational scenarios uh, whilst they are heavily supervised and still in a training context. So they'll still still be in a training mode for this full two and a half years, but they're only spending six months in the academy. Now, we're hopeful that this is going to increase opportunities for people, maybe regional people who um, have to relocate to the city, uh, people who already have an established career who struggle with the, the notion of going down to a cadet wage for a year. They might be able to manage a six-month time frame. So, um, so that so you get you get you get paid like constable level wages earlier. Earlier, exactly after mm. six months instead of a year. So well, that's um, great. Well, it's just we're trying to make it as easy as possible for people to consider policing as a career. Um, you know, we restructure our training so you know we're going to have the same quality outcome at the end of the training program. It's just that we're adapting it so it's maybe more inducive for people to think about policing. Were there any issues you had to think through about? You know, maybe having someone who's a little bit too green out on the beat, or, or I note you said you know closely supervised. Absolutely, they'll be they'll be su- we, we have uh, so they're not in charge officers. of sieges or anything. Oh like no, that. no, you know, no, yeah, they'll sure. be uh, they'll be uh, uh, very well supervised. We already put uh, police cadets out in what we call out phases while they're in the academy. We put them out for periods of time where they have no police powers, and they're virtually observers in a policing context. So you know, we, we've we've considered all of those aspects, and you know, I'm pretty excited about the fact that we might see a spike in uh, applications. Yeah, yeah. Imagine the resources that are required to track down something like someone who's gone and slashed 60 cars' tyres. Yep. We've done this conversation, we've had this conversation enough over history to know that you're never going to say you're frustrated with the courts. That's not your role. That's right. You're not going to say your officers are frustrated with the courts. But I think Good. now I of someone like... Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I think of someone like Luke Brandon, for whom there was a, a, a pursuit over 150k region of Adelaide, there was road spikes deployed, yeah. there was a shopping centre almost effectively shut down, there was paddy wagons, there was the whole box and dice. 
Got any sense of how many resources might have been deployed to corral this person again? Oh, look, uh, you can only imagine. Um, the footage you would have seen on TV uh, with the apprehension at Gorwa, you know, there were a lot of police officers there. Uh, we're investigating the, the uh, home invasions, uh, car thefts. Um, it, it, I would actually not like to put a put the effort into figuring out just how many hours we put into that, but I can say from a positive point of view, uh, we're getting pretty good at catching him, so... Um, <laughs> Is that a that, thank you to the legal system? Isn't that, it? That's a silver lining. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've perfected but, it. They've given you lots of lots of practice, I guess. Yeah. So um, <laughs> we'd rather not do that, obviously. But uh, it, it's and it's not about the resources. Um, that's a frustration for us, obviously. That um, we have finite resources and we got a lot of demands, a lot of priorities, uh, and we spread ourselves across a range of core functions that the community expect us to undertake. So when we reinvest the energy into something like this, it takes us away from other things. These supervision orders, are they your responsibility or do they only become your responsibility once they're breached? Once they're breached, okay. and it's a certain type of breach. Now, with extended supervision orders, it's important to remember that in the absence of an extended supervision order, uh, people are released into the community with no... Um, no ability for us to constrain their activities yeah. whatsoever. So extended supervision orders are a good thing. The review that's being um, indicated by the Attorney General, I think, is is good. You know, if there's an mm. opportunity to improve them, that's excellent. But the existence of those orders is a good thing in themselves because it gives us some ability to monitor the behaviour of people we still think are a concern, even though they've completed their full sentence and they are released without any sort of parole conditions. Yeah, because the alternative to them under the previous model is there's no supervision that's whatsoever. Right. That's right, yeah. yeah. Having said mm. that, though, if at the moment it seems to be that the, the the punishment for breaching a supervision order is that you get another supervision order, then you get another supervision order, then you yeah. get another supervision order. So yeah. that's hence the inquiry that's underway. That's right, yeah. Mm, yeah. 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 Hey, can we just quickly ask you, Commissioner, is there any update on the officer who's been accused of uh, tormenting that, that wombat? Uh, at this stage, uh, we've undertaken an investigation, as I said we would do, and we've referred that to the DPP for an independent opinion in relation to any criminal offences that have been committed. Uh, my understanding is the DPP asked us for a, a little bit more information, so we went and got that, and that's been referred back. So we're just waiting for advice from the DPP. Extraordinary vision the other night with the crash at Modbury, a red light that um, yeah, a car absolutely went through Yeah, absolutely horrific, yeah. Do, yeah. Do, 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 do dash cams help? Does that help? Do you reckon that help gets, gets the message out about the devastation of, of high-speed high impacts? I think it actually makes people stop and think about their driving behaviour. Yeah. Uh, but really, people act in the heat at the moment. Um, uh, complacency plays a big part. You know, you're shocked for a moment and then you get back on with your normal life yeah. and you start to make yeah. the same mistakes. And that's the biggest thing we go on about with road safety is most people do the right thing, but you've got to do the right thing all the time. Uh, yeah. It's that one moment where you have a lapse in concentration or you, you push your car over the speed limit or you use the phone. That's, that's when you're actually exposing yourself to risk. And it doesn't matter how, how good you are, 99.9% .9 of the time, you create a risk, uh, you could yeah. hurt yourself or someone else. Hmm. Have you reached a point that anyone's been charged? No, not at this stage, uh, yeah, but uh, obviously that's ongoing. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and there's some fairly damning footage there that has to be accounted for. Yep, absolutely. Mm. Good stuff. Commissioner Grant Stevens. thanks very much for coming in. Thank you. 14 minutes to nine. From the cinematic universe of J.J. Abrams comes the space strategy game Star Trek Fleet Command. Be the commander of your own missions. Customize your fleet of starships. Assemble a crew of new and familiar faces. Choose your weapons to prepare and lead your crew in epic battles. Every moment counts in these real-time battles. Boldly go where no one has gone before. Star Trek Fleet Command. Download free today on the App Store or Google Play.